Welcome to the Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome to the Parenting Show. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. Joining me today, the lovely, the amazing Miss Sandra Caruso. Uh-huh. 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 That's what you give me? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's it. That's all you got. She's my co-host. She's the creator of the show. Did you guys know that? I didn't even know that. <laughs> and she's the host of Inside Jokes, which airs right after this show. I'm hoping so, to get Kathy Griffin. Yeah, that would Kathy, be good. Kathy, if you're listening, I know you want to come on the, my show. Because you jokes. know she's listening to the parenting show. Yeah, Sunday nights in Toronto. Yes. Steady. And then she's going to be like, oh my God, thank God you just said that, Sandra, because yeah. I'm tuned in listening and I'm totally going to come on. That's right. <laughs> thank you. So Sandra. Yes. We're going to talk about something today mm-hmm. that I know that a lot of parents go through. Yes, talk to me. It has to do with our kids. Mm-hmm. And it has to do about uh, them staying dry. Yeah. Right? Potty. Like, yeah. Well, not only just the potty, like mm-hmm. for the little ones, but as they get older, mm-hmm. um, whether it be like the potty training or even just staying dry at night. Yeah. Soiling, any kind of soiling at all. Yeah. So not just a lot of people will think like, oh, okay, wetting the bed, yeah. they associate the wetness with urine, but they don't think about the other stuff and it happens. Yeah. And so we got a pro in here with us today because I can't, I, I am no expert. (laughs) I can't talk about it. And, uh, that person is, uh, is Paulina. (laughs) Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Okay. So you are a pelvic health physiotherapist. Yes. Okay. And you're also the owner of body works vitality and Vaughn. There's a registered physiotherapist we're calling you a pelvic health physiotherapist. What's the difference? What does that mean? So basically, um, I'm a regular physio. Um, I do treat all physiotherapy-related conditions, but I do have this special interest in pelvic health, and I um, went and got some extra certifications um, that basically enable me to help men and women that have incontinence issues, pelvic pain issues, and then I also have a special interest in children and adolescents with bladder and bowel dysfunctions as well. See, that's awesome because like, when I hear uh, pelvic health, mm-hmm. I always think about the first thing that comes to mind are the, the, the moms. You you had those kids. Things down there aren't the same. Yeah. You know? And you you went when do you find out? When you're at a birthday party jumping on a trampoline. That's when you find out you got issues, right? And you're like or you're at the oh, gym dear. and you're like, Oh my god. I'm so embarrassed. There's something going on here. So I always think that's the first thing. I'm not going to lie. And probably a lot of the parents at home listening to are probably, you know, the moms are probably thinking, oh, yeah. But I don't really, I never thought, okay, maybe I might have to, maybe this is the solution or this is the answer for my kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone's kid is different. So we can't really compare one child to the other mm-hmm. because, Sandra, I don't know how your boys are. Um, and Paulina, you've got you've got two boys, right? How old right. are yours? Um, one's four and the other is uh, eight months. Right? So mm-hmm. for me, um, Samantha... She's turning seven. Mm-hmm. Liliana's turning five. Marcus is like, I, I don't even know how old is Marcus. <laughs> Two and a half? I'm looking so at Sandra cute. for the answer because, because I don't I look even, at him. He's I'm so like, cute. I can't even keep track. He's yeah, he's two and a half. So Samantha, when she was potty trained, she was great at night too. Not a problem. Didn't need anything yeah. to wear at night. Good. Liliana ended up, um, she potty trained a little bit later on. Mm-hmm. And then... 
went into bed at night was an issue mm-hmm. and still is right and she's yeah. she's four yeah. um I'm, so i never thought like yeah hey we can go they have like physiotherapists who will help with that yeah and maybe you could tell us about it because um the one i know is my my friend's son who like well into 10 11 12 years old was having problems with incontinence and really he likes soiling himself and not you know what at night yeah. Sandra, or during the day no during the day during the day like right and that's a big area that people aren't aware of so there's you know more stigma and all that around bedwetting and that being an issue but there's a lot of children you know even like 10 percent of kids basically are wetting during the day as well or suffering from like fecal incontinence which can happen during the day or even at night Wow. Okay. So like you just said 10% also wet during the day. Right. And I was reading too that 15% of girls and 22% of the boys, um, this is a problem with them. Yep. And 15 to 20% of five-year-olds. So what I said about Lily is like right there. Now, why is it? Do we know why? Why is this happening? So there's different reasons. Um, So in the younger years, you know, sometimes you don't put as much of an emphasis on it. Um, You know, there is that well-known percentage, you know, about 15% um, as their central nervous system matures as they get older, 15% will kind of grow out of um, this this issue or even bedwetting. Um, But it becomes much more traumatic. And as you get older, right? Exactly. And that's what we kind of want to talk about. Well, we're going to talk all about this. We are going to get some answers we're going to talk about the myths and the facts mm-hmm. uh because there's a lot of them and uh, we're gonna get some tips and advice from the pro so stick around you're listening to the parenting show right here on global news radio 640 toronto now back to the parenting show with pina crispo on global news radio 640 toronto Welcome back to The Parenting Show. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. We are talking about staying dry. And For kids. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. Moms, if you're going to go Us jump too. on a trampoline, <laughs> just put on some Depends. But we're talking about kids, okay? And yeah, this is all like, you know, we're, we're really silly, <laughs> silly parents here. Sorry. Um, but on. we're talking about staying dry, like our kids staying dry. There's a lot, and we've got, we've got a pro in here. Paulina uh, Spermuli from Body Works Vitality. She is a pelvic health physiotherapist. So this is her like special area. This is her special interest in pelvic health. Um, okay, so Paulina, there's a lot of myths that surround this. And there's a lot of facts. Maybe we can go through some of them because I know that I was told some th- certain things like, hey, um, just let Liliana be and she will, you know, just one day stop right. at night and everything will be good. Mm-hmm. But I found out that uh, maybe that isn't, the, like sometimes it is um, and don't make a big deal of it, but sometimes there's more to it. Like mm-hmm. I don't think it's a real issue with Lily, but what I recently discovered is that I think it has to do with laziness. She'll wake yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. She'll wake up for sure. And she has the like, you know, the stuff, yeah. the, her little good nights or whatever that she's wearing at night, and um, and she'll be dry. And I'm like, the first thing I always tell the kids is, go to the bathroom when you wake up. Yeah. Go to the bathroom when you wake up. Yeah. And that's for, really important, right? And before you go and to sleep. Before you go to sleep, yes. So those are rules in the house. Yep. 
And um, that and goes I, for husbands too. <laughs> Yeah, these guys, right? I know. Jeez. Um, and so I noticed that with her is that she can be dry, but she'll wake up and she'll just lie in bed and be like, eh. <laughs> you I, really, I don't want to I don't want to walk across the hallway mm-hmm. or she'll wake up and she'll go downstairs to play with her sister or brother and be like, I didn't go to the bathroom and I have to go, but I'm playing now. So I'm just going to. Exactly. And distractions are huge component part of it mm-hmm. right so okay so we've got the lazy kids i.e lily mm-hmm. i love you mama she's so. not lazy um but then but there are a lot of myths and facts too right so like help us out with that well, what are some and children being lazy would be one of them oh see <laughs> mm-hmm. okay um yeah so there it's it is false that children are lazy so um or that they just you know are uh, can't wake themselves up so they have like these arousal disorders like overnight they can't make themselves their bodies wake up so um trust me kids do not like um being wet um and they a lot of the times they just don't realize that they are they're just such deep sleepers that comes you know part hand in hand yeah. with being a bedwetter sometimes um, sometimes there might even be a sleep disturbance. So um, they could have like an upper airway obstruction. Uh, they could have, you know, very heavy um, snoring. They can also have sleep apnea. So sometimes um, it's good to rule these things out first before treating the bedwetting, just to make sure one of these aren't uh, the contributing factor. Mm. Oh, see? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, now we've got, we've got someone in studio with us today. I want to bring on Alicia. Because she was telling us that she um, experienced some of this growing up. Okay, Alicia, tell us. Did you fall under this laziness? Yeah. No, I wouldn't consider yeah. it laziness. <laughs> I basically wet the bed until I was 14 years old. And it wasn't really like my choice or anything like that. I just couldn't wake up. So this like, is exactly what Paulina was saying, where it's like some kids are just in such a deep sleep. Yeah, and typically I'm not really a deep sleeper now, so I don't know what happened, but I just couldn't wake up. I'd wake up and the bed would be wet and I'd be like, oh my God. I was, And sometimes I would go through like, you know, a week and I wouldn't wet the bed. And then the next week I'd wet the bed and I wasn't wearing pull-ups. So I was like, oh man. So and I, I just had to wear pull-ups all the time just in case. Yeah. Uh, until I was 14 years old and it sucked. So just to <laughs> clarify, because she sounds young, she's in her early 20s now. Oh yeah. And I'm for parents to yeah. feel good about it, and you could help me with this. Yeah. Uh, parents, don't worry. And children, don't worry, because you do come out of it. Right, Alicia? Yeah. I mean, obviously, eventually I grew out of it. Like I said, I probably did until I was about 14 years old which is grade eight so that was like super embarrassing for me having yeah, more pull-ups and like especially yeah. I don't even know what I was at the time like I was always a pretty skinny kid but I had to buy like extra extra large pull-ups just so that they would fit me yeah, yeah and I'm sure the fact that you had it until that age um, meant there was a lot of like internalizing um, externalizing behaviors that kind of went along with that Um, And that's what we're seeing in the older kids population. It really impacts them psychosocially and uh, it affects them and their confidence, their self-esteem. They have phobias. Those, you you know, those landmarks like um, or milestones, you know, where you have sleepovers or you go on overnight trips. That's exactly what I'm glad that you're bringing this up because I want to talk about that and how it affects the children. Because as a parent, you know, you see your kid and you're like, I want to help them. Like, 
when we were talking about this before, Alicia was like, I wish there was a program like this when I was going through it, right? Yeah, because... And I could get this help because mm-hmm. sometimes it's not about just saying, okay, well, my kid's going to grow out of it. Just let nature's take nature take its course. Mm-hmm. Um, but you need that, some help. Right, and there's that percentage that don't grow out of it. Yeah. So, How many is that? Um, so everybody basically there's that one to three percent up to even 18 years old and then some it doesn't even correct in adulthood so a lot you see um corrected by then puberty um so you know in in alicia's case too then maybe it was the time that she went through puberty and things kind of corrected Mm -hmm. themselves but sometimes it can translate into incontinence issues in adulthood. So we're talking about staying dry and we've got more after the break. So stick around. You're listening to The Parenting Show right here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. You're listening to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Parenting Show. I'm your host, Kina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. We're joined in studio with a founder and uh, owner of Body Works Vitality, pelvic health physiotherapist, Paulina Spermuli, as well as our co-host and executive producer, yes, Miss Andrew Cruci. Thank you. So we're talking about staying dry. To clarify, we are talking about the children. But we were talking about how... Um, you know, Alicia here, who is um, who helps out on the show, she had this, she went through this, Alicia, till you were 14 years old. Um, and you said sometimes you'd have great weeks um, and then the next week you'd be like wetting the bed and you'd have to wear pull-ups, right? And one, you guys brought up, both you and Paulina brought something up and it was the sleepover and how it can affect a child. Um, Alicia, you mentioned that you wish that, you know, there was a program like this that you would have been able to check out when you were younger. So maybe you could have fixed things sooner and not like when when they happen naturally when you were like 14 in yeah, grade exactly. age, right? Yeah. So did you go like, did it stop you from like going to sleepovers? Well, did it mess with your head? Because I'd imagine that, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. Like it, it was, I guess. I don't know, kind of traumatic, especially because I didn't know how to control it. Like some weeks I'd be good, then I'd be peeing the bed. And if I went for a sleepover, I wouldn't know if I was going to pee the bed or not. And I would have to bring a pull up, which is like kind of embarrassing, obviously. Yeah, like think about grade eight. Even if even if it was even if it was under control for like a little while, I would still be nervous to go to sleepovers because like I didn't know if I would pee the bed. And if it was like a good friend, like it it even still is pretty embarrassing, even if you know they're going to be okay with it. Well, I'm even thinking too, just now too, with the the rise in bullying Hmm. and social media. Like, I can't imagine what a kid now, you know what I mean? Like, they probably don't want to go out there. And especially when you're 14 years old, like, you kind of have, like, a woman body. So everybody's wearing, like, their cute little shorts and stuff like that as pajamas. And I have this big diaper on. Like, it's just embarrassing, right? So, Paulina, you... scared. Yeah. So, Paulina, do you find this a lot with your clients? We do. And, um, you know, a lot of kids, especially as they get older like that. Yeah, it's it. even though you can, you know, keep the bed from getting wet and you wear a pull up or a good night, not necessarily like you get really paranoid as you get a lot older. You know, you think that someone's going to with me, someone's going to find out, you know, even though it might be discreetly put into the garbage can, like, you know, anybody can still see it. So you can still feel that humiliation, that shame, that embarrassment that comes along with that. And so this 
you know, is is a common thing, but it can be, there's ways to fix it. There are, yeah. So, absolutely. Tell us, like, how is it what? You can't just, you know, like Alicia just told us, she had zero control over it. Yeah. You know, it's nothing that she's like, okay, tonight I am not going to wet the bet and it's going to be great. Like, unfortunately, these kids can't do that. No. So as kids get older, um, you know, when they're when they're younger, that that maturation of their um, central nervous system happens. But as they get older, um, you start to develop secondary issues as well. So your bladder can become more stretched out because if you're, you know, always postponing going to the bathroom and because you're distracted playing, um, you can develop um, like your improper reflexes basically of the bladder. The message that the bladder sends to the brain is no longer picked up properly. Um, by the brain and and then not acted on appropriately and kids can wet. So how many times should we be going to the bathroom during the day? Mm. So if you go five to eight times. That five is to eight times? Five to eight times a day. Oh exactly. my God, I would think that's a lot. And you shouldn't have to get up at night. So, I mean, you our program is designed also to help um, kids work up their endurance, like their bladder endurance at night. Um, so that, yeah, the goal is to not have to wake up your kid every two hours. Wow. So every five, about five, five to eight times. Yeah. So if you go less than three, then it's way too little. And if you go more than eight times, that can be a problem too. It's well, too frequent. Be, yeah, it could be signs of diabetes or something of that sort. There's different, yeah, medical conditions. And and drinking water is just like such a big thing. Crucial. Crucial to our better health. Five is a minimum. Yeah, so if you think, five, right, right, for kids, it's best to put it when in When you're pregnant, routine. it's a different story. <laughs> 19 we to 643 <laughs> peas for the in, pregnant lady, please. In two hours. Um, so, and then how much water, because Sandra just brought up water. So how much should we be intaking? So it changes, you know, with, with age and as bladder capacity increases. So we basically tailor it to, to each individual child. But... Okay. You know, for the most part, you should be drinking a good, you know, one one liter, one to half, one and a half liter of water as you get older. So, okay, is this a myth or a fact? Um, when they say, "Oh, um, stop giving your kids water at a certain time at night, mm. so this way they don't, or otherwise they will pee the bed." Is right. that? Is that a fact or so, is it like, no, it's a myth, like your body, like you said, is programmed a certain way, right? it shouldn't affect it. Like, So it can um, influence a kid, but it's actually more important to pay attention to whether or not um, they're having bladder irritants. Bladder irritants can be things like um, artificial sweeteners. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, it can be anything more citrus, milk, coffee, mi- coffee. But I mean, most kids are, yeah. you know, dr- <laughs> I give my coffee. kids coffee. I'm, like, I'm like, <laughs> They're Italian. That's why. <laughs> little like, espresso. No one called children's aid on her. It's just the Italian <laughs> lifestyle. <laughs> and a really important one would be milk. And a lot of kids. What? L- yeah. Oh, my God. That's what like all the kids want right? before bed. Exactly. What do you mean? So milk is uh, can stimulate the bladder to and void. Then, that's it. And then, but it's always like, oh, they can't sleep. Have some warm milk. Yeah. So it's all BS. Absolutely. So hydrate your kids. Don't feed Water them, would feed be them. the best. Yeah, the best choice, especially after dinner. I mean, we generally eliminate any of these bladder irritants if children are having daytime as well as nighttime issues. But, you know, limiting them just after, after dinner is ideal for kids that are um, wetting just at night. Mm. Okay. We're talking about keeping our kids dry. We're focusing on the kids 
And uh, but the parents play a huge role in it. Mm-hmm. And what we can do to help our kids, as well as the impact that it has on us. So yeah. we're going to be touching upon that once we get back from the break. So stick around because you're listening to the Parenting Show right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Now, back to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Parenting Show. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. We are talking about our kids. We're talking about our kids staying dry, and I'm not just talking about at night. Uh, staying dry all day and night long uh, with Paulina from Body Works Vitality. She is a pelvic health physiotherapist. So this is what your special interest is. You focused on this. There's not a lot of people here in Toronto that do that. No, there aren't. And I think that this is like a really, really important thing that you offer mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it can really like... I, I just I'm, think I'm thinking it, about the kids, man. Like yes. it's so... Distraught. To go through yeah. this, like it's horrible. And my, like, you my, know, Alicia, 14... You know, this goes out into adulthood too. And, you know, you hear, imagine, I want to hear about these adults who also have a problem with, with that issue, which may have been genetic, which may have been passed down to their kid. Yep. What do you, what do you say about that? So in, in most um, children, about 77% of kids that wet the bed, one or two of their parents also had a history of, of yeah, bedwetting. Yeah, so that's a fact. It's not a myth that you may no. hear. If mom or dad wet the bed, then the chances are the kid would. No, this is a fact. It is. Wow. And so should you, well, you never want to expect something to happen, but no. keep your eyes peeled. That Don't go be so right. quick to blame your kids on... You know, oh, see, we'll honey, get we mad should mad at them. Yeah, don't get mad at them. Oh my God, that's the worst. No, thing. it's definitely, yeah, definitely not their fault. That's you do for get sure. frustrated. I'm going to say this because yes. this is what we do on this show. We don't mess around, right, Pete? No, that's never. What we do serious stuff. We're hardcore. You know, no, and we have to talk about this yes. because yep. it is a frustrating, frustrating Absolutely. thing to go through with your child, right? And it's I'm, it's natural for parents to get frustrated. Sorry, Sandra, yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off, but yeah. we, it's so easy for us to just lose yes. it, like. Why does yeah. this keep happening? Especially right. when you, you have get, other kids in tow. Exactly. Yeah. There's a lot on your plate. So, you know, you get frustrated because, you know, whether it's, you know, you're internalizing and you feel like, you know, you've made a mistake, made a mistake or not you're not parenting right. properly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, am I not doing something right? Did I miss, um, you know, some, some basically, uh, you know, some point or, you know, yeah. in, in the kids' development. So, I remember know, it impacts them. Being in Italy with... Um, when I was married still with my son was two at the time, the screeching of that child, I felt so bad. And we were on the plane. You know how people say what they say about people on the plane Oh, yeah, with the kids, yeah. They already hated me when they see me. But my kids are really good. I taught them early. Anyway, the kid does, my kid is not saying peep about anything, but the pain that he ended up going through after, going to the bathroom, because, you know, airplanes could do that. People were were just hated my child and me and anybody who looked like us and, but you know what? Like that's just the way it is, and you know he had to grow up with that stigma. Yeah, it's it's really hard on the kids, but it's really hard on the parents as well. Like yeah. Yeah. Paulina, you see parents that come in. Um, like, how does it impact Family. the parents? You know, like, does it? Yeah, it can really like cause some havoc, right? It does. I mean, you get, like you said, frustrated. Um, You know, there's all this extra work that comes along with, you know, if, you know, if you're choosing not to use pull-ups to kind of train them, 
Um, there's a lot of laundry that comes oh. along with that. There's a lot of effort. Like imagine, like you're going back to the days where you're waking up several times at night, you know, with yeah. a newborn. Now you've got, let's say, an eight-year-old, and you're, you know, you're trying to get them into a proper routine, and you're trying to, you know, you think that the right thing to do is wake them up every two hours. Like how are you supposed to function the next day? That's right. So there is, there's a way to do this without um, really disturbing your everyday kind of life. And that's where you come in, right? Yep. So, um, and for me, like, I was talking about this before we started, we sat down to do the show, but like Marcus is two and a half and I was talking to a girlfriend I haven't even like, you know, it's like, do you want to sit on the potty? But that's as far as we've gotten. And it's because I'm so busy with the other two girls and I'm so exhausted Make them and do tired. It. Make them do it. Samantha <laughs> and Millie, take your little brother, go. What? Aim they for the Cheerios. Like, they all want these dollies with that have poo-poo coming out of them and yeah, stuff. Yeah, they use real, the real yeah. human. Well, and and kids having an interest in... in toileting is you know part of the training and you know it's not really appropriate to start training them until they start to develop this interest okay What's so that that's, they like? need to be motivated oh god so they have to say like oh, i want to go to the potty yeah or, or they ask you questions like you know so sometimes even letting them you know they're either young you know they still don't fully understand so letting them see what the normal routine is so if you know you're getting up and they're mm-hmm. up as well like going to the bathroom letting them see you know just like brushing your teeth right just don't let them watch your uh, husband <laughs> you know because then they're going to think it's normal to sit there with the iPhone or iPad on their lap oh, for an hour yeah. and that's <laughs> and that's Sorry. actually a big I just deal. threw all the dads under a bus Nick's for sure lose it oh, and yeah. that's actually a big deal like you you definitely don't want kids going into the bathroom getting used to see, playing rolling. video games i was joking but see there's no, a my serious point to this my kids do it i'm embarrassed <laughs> do, i'm embarrassed see she's saying don't do it <laughs> yeah don't do it don't do it one thing i do i suggest if uh, you want to do potty training quick and easy hire a babysitter <laughs> i had a really militant babysitter in the hood, and I only used her. Um, no, I'm just there. gonna. I'm just gonna drop hired her. Marcus off with Paulina. Yeah, you have that service because I tell yeah. you, this is all nice and <laughs> right. Dandy. We can find this on the Body Works Vitality website. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about staying dry and how we can help our kids overcome the wetness and embarrassment and all the stuff that goes along with it that we don't want them to go through. You're listening to the Parenting Show right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You're listening to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Parenting Show. I'm your host, Pina Crispo, chicmama.ca. We're talking about our kids. We're talking about how we can help our kids, especially the ones that may have issues staying dry. And I'm talking about daytime dryness as well as nighttime. And I'm talking about little ones up until, you know, the tweens, um, or sometimes even past that. So we've got uh, Paulina from Body Works Vitality joining us today. She is our expert. She is a pelvic health physiotherapist, and uh, she works with a lot of kids and parents on this. Also joining me is our executive producer, Sandra Carusi, and uh, her answer is get a babysitter. And, <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, but, okay, so Paulina... We mentioned, you you know, you had mentioned that you did extra classes, courses to, you know, just this is your special interest, right? Yep. Um, There's not a lot of people 
that offer what you offer. And so you have actually a specific program. It's called the Dry Kids Program. So Paulina, what does the program look like? So if someone's listening and they're like, okay, this is my kid to a T and I want to get them some help before it becomes an issue that, you know, leads into adulthood. Because I'd imagine that if something like this is happening, if you don't take care of it, it could be a long-term problem that you might not be able to get over it. Possibly, yeah. And there could be other issues that, secondary issues that develop as a result of it. Okay, so what exactly, like, do you do? How do you help these kids? So, I mean, generally you start with, you know, a a consultation. I meet with, like, these parents. And, you know, we basically cover a full medical history, family history, family dynamic is very important, too, because there could be traumatic events that may have been leading up to this. We rule out any, like, congenital malformations. We examine their pelvic orientation. We test reflexes. You know, do they have a history of um, urinary tract infections? Um, we discuss, like then most importantly, their voiding, um, any symptoms, your bowel symptoms, um, urinary symptoms. We do, I, I take a look at any urodynamic testing. So that's like ultrasounds or um, sometimes you do an ultrasound to determine whether or not the, the bladder is actually completely emptying. And sometimes that's an issue if it's not completely okay. emptying. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then basically their toileting habits, bowel and bladder habits. How often they're, they're going. Right. Fluid and fiber intake is important too. And then we also test their pelvic floor activation and strength. So, okay. So there's a lot of stuff that you take a look at. It's not just like, okay, we're going to go in, you know, sit down with someone and just be like, you know, here's a little routine. Right. You got to stick with a schedule and then you're good to go. No, right. there's like a lot of different elements. Like you even said, like just emptying out, like is the bladder voiding completely? Exactly. So that is, that could be a common, I'd imagine that's probably one of the most common problems. It can be. And like we, you know, and like possibly in the case with even Alicia too, like as you get older, if if that bladder reflex isn't developing properly, sure, you know, it becomes too stretched out. Like think of an elastic. I use that analogy with a lot of my kids. If you stretch it out too far, that elastic never comes back to its original shape. So can you retrain the bladder to You absolutely back? can. And that's a huge component cool. of our program. What we do a lot differently than, than other people. Um, we use biofeedback. And biofeedback is um, a way that I can... Uh, test to to find out whether or not the pelvic floor muscles are actually activating. And secondly, I can use it to help strengthen and retrain those pelvic floor muscles as well, too. See? And can moms come to you, too? (laughs) They (laughs) do. Back to the mom (laughs) thing. No, but okay. Seriously, um, this is something that a lot of moms after pregnancy... Absolutely. And that's a big part of my practice. So... Sandra, sorry, I don't mean to put you on the spot here, but like, did you after after your two boys? Yeah. Um, did you have any issues? What do you mean? You know, just with the down there jumping on a trampoline. The, yeah, ju- let's just say jumping on a trampoline. Did you have any issues? Uh, why? Because did you have did you have <laughs> C sections or no? No, I didn't. You no, didn't. I didn't. Okay, and I had three C sections. Yeah. And um. I'm not as bad as I hear some of my friends that, you know, had natural childbirth and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's like, I think that once all that, that weight of the baby, like pushing down, like I think it has affected me a little bit. Yeah, it it definitely. Like I don't have, I don't have to wear depends or any points or anything like that, but I'm just like. No, but every, there's even that commercial with Poise with Brooke, whatever her name is. And she's going, 
she's talking about, and she's a young woman, and she's talking about, oh, yeah, oops, come on, ladies, we all do it, and she's on a trampoline. Oh, for real? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even it know. It just depends on how motivated the person is. So, I mean, you know, you definitely, these products are, are great because they help to maintain proper hygiene as well because yeah. then you could put yourself at risk of developing these urinary tract infections, whether it be kids or whether it be adults. But, you know, if... A couple of drops um, isn't an issue to you, then you're not going to be motivated to fix it. So if if that is an issue, if it's impacting your quality of life, as it does with women, men, as well as children, then you're going to be, you know, seeking any type of help that you can. And sorry, you said men. I know that we like our producer, Julia, is looking at me because we're running out of time for the segment. But for real, I never... I didn't think that men had this problem. They can. I mean, one really common time that men have this issue is if they've undergone any type of like prostate surgery. Oh. So there can be incontinence after that. But like the, like we were talking about, kids can, can have these issues. So a lot of them, 50% of them are, are boys. They're more likely to have this issue than oh, girls are. Oh, yeah, that's are. true. Yeah. I didn't think of it like that. Well, we're talking about staying dry, helping our kids. Um, and Paulina is actually even telling us what we can do as parents. So stick around because we've got a little bit more after the break right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You're listening to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from chicmama.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm here with my real estate friend, Holly Garvey-Penny. What's up with HGP's tips and trends today? Hey, Sandra. Today is a five tips for sellers. Although most listing realtors include staging, you can start the process before you list by one, decluttering your home, two, neutralizing your home, three, deep cleaning the entire house, four, repair any issues, and fix up the yard or tidy your condo balcony if that's what you've got. There you have it. For anyone that I can help, call or email me with any questions. They can reach you at hgp at bosleyrealestate.com or 416-322-8000. Thanks, Sandra. Now, back to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from chicmama.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Parenting Show. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of chicmama.ca. We are joined in studio with expert uh, Paulina from Bodyworkers Vitality. And when I say expert, I'm talking about pelvic health um, physiotherapist. That's what she does. She's the pro on this. And we're talking about keeping our kids dry and just how to stay dry. And I'm not talking about like potty training here. We're talking about um, things that are a little bit more, well, how would you say it, Paulina? It's staying dry during the day and at and night. And at night, yep. And we also have uh, Sandra Crusi, who was making fun of me during the break. So <laughs> I have no idea what I'm getting into with my son, Marcus. Um, but uh, Sandra, He's we're so talking cute. about how um, these kids and how to, mm. how to help them stay dry and how to deal with this stuff. Mm-hmm. And you know what it made me think of? When I was pregnant um, with Lily, my second, and Marcus, my third, one of the things that I all because I heard and I want to know if it's a myth or a fact Paulina mm-hmm. yep. back to the myth and facts um, if there's any truth to this but I was told that before the new sibling arrives depending on the age my kids are all two years apart try to potty train that child yes before the, the baby yes, comes for sure because they could you know start you know going backwards and things yeah um and I just want to know, is there tr- any truth to that? Regression? 
So there's definitely truth in regression, but I mean, you shouldn't really potty train a child until they're showing those signs that they're ready. Okay. You know, you'll start to notice, you know, they'll be able to hold their, their pee a little bit longer. Their diaper might not be as full at nighttime and, you know, they're interested in, in going to the potty or, or, you know, watching you So number go. one, make sure that they, they're showing interest. Exactly. Okay. Yep. So then there's this, you know, um, population of kids, too, that because they now have a new sibling, there's less attention on them. Um, Sometimes they can regress and they were totally dry, had no daytime issues or bedwetting issues. And all of a sudden they're waking up wet in the morning. So are these little kids we're talking about or could it happen to a kid that is say eight, nine years old. It definitely can happen. Yeah, I've seen it happen. Definitely not common. You know, it's more common Mm -hmm. the five, six-year-olds, but it definitely can happen later. Don't worry about it, though, Pina. Well, I'm not having any of the kids. No, I know. So (laughs) that's not happening. Really? No. Okay. Get out of here. All right. Baby factory is closed. No, usually when I see three coming into play, I'm going, oh, Oh, yeah. Oh, the fourth is coming? She doesn't want to work anymore, and uh, she wants a fourth. Not... (laughs) Not you, not you in particular, but I have this little rule internally that might get me in trouble right now. But as no, soon as somebody good. has a three, you're like, I'm the like, fourth is uh, not far behind. Yeah, this bra doesn't want to work ever again. She <laughs> just wants another baby. See ya. And the husband's like, how'd you know? And he's like mortified. And yeah, he's like, no, no, How no. do you know that? Baby is there a way to know that? Is closed. But it's not only mm-hmm. if a sibling, like you said, anything traumatic could. Yeah, so it could be um, maybe like if they got into like say a bad car accident yep. or a death in the family, like yeah. anything traumatizing. Yeah. And, oh you know, some kids, I mean, this is typically not seen as an issue, but sometimes kids, you know, will even dream about wetting themselves and then they wake up wet. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah. See? Swimming. Mommy, I was swimming. No, you weren't. <laughs> Guess what? You were not. Yeah. No, you're, it's a bed, not a pool. <laughs> um, so before we wrap things up, are there any, is there any tips or advice that you can give the parents listening that might be going through this? Right. Um, definitely. A big thing would be to really ensure that they're getting the proper fluids and the proper fiber in their diet. That's huge. Constipation is one of the comorbidities that I see with this population. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of the things that we treat first is if there's any constipation issues. Also, some kids don't really understand um how their body works. They they don't have a very good blueprint in oh. their brain. So um, sometimes they don't realize that bearing down um, th- or they're, that they're bearing down. And, you know, what we're after is trying to get them to contract their pelvic floor to hold their pee. They think that pushing is, is mm-hmm. the equivalent yeah. to, to activating those muscles. And you know what? You said diet is huge. You said their water, their fiber. And a lot of people always think, oh, my God, fiber, 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 fiber. But without the water, you're just going to make it worse. You bloat. You can, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and you can get more impacted stool. Exactly. Oh, well, thank you so much for joining us today, Paulina. If people want to find you, where can they find you? So my clinic, Body Works Vitality, is up in Woodbridge in Vaughan. Uh, We're located right off the 400 Highway on Rutherford Road. Um, the address is 3570 Rutherford Road, Unit 92. Um, and and website? the website is www.bodyworks with an X, B O D Y W O R X, vitality.com. 
awesome. If any of you guys are tuning in late and this sounds like something you're going through at home, you can always listen back to the podcast. It's on 640toronto.com, also on iTunes. And of course, we post it to our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash The Parenting Show. Head on over. Give us a like. Show some love. Right? Love. We love. We, want we love love. Sans the P. <laughs> yes. Sans, sans P. <laughs> um, thank you so much for joining us. And we will catch you guys all here next week on The Parenting Show. Yay. Right here on Global News Radio. Inside Jokes next. 640 Toronto. Inside Jokes next with Sandra <laughs> Cruzy.